This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this episode of Inside Supercars, we catch up with the CEO at Dick Johnson Racing, David Noble, and find out why Rob Herod is exiting the engine business. Uh, it's, it's a hard question to answer. Like, you know, we were looking after DJRM Blanchard, and, and that went along really, really well. We had no real issues, but then we had to, you know, look after 11 cars. And it's, it's a big call, and it really hit home for me at the first round of Newcastle. It's like, wow, you can have a 50 cent part break, and then you're everyone's bad guy because you haven't done a good job. Look, I think it's you take on the homologation responsibilities with an understanding that there is additional work that you need to do. Was it bigger than what we thought? Probably. You know, we, we changed everything in the category. It's all coming up today on Inside Supercars, and it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars. It's moment after race one in Adelaide, and it's a great moment. Rob Herrod here, Ford Performance Motors, and what a moment. It's a big moment, Tony. Like, we've had a damn hard year all year with this parody stuff going on all year. One of the, the key things I like to keep saying to people is our reliability has been there with these engines. These engines, we, we, we didn't know what we were going to go into at the start of the year. It was like, do we have a crystal ball? We've got a whole new concept of engine. What's going to happen? And here we are at the second last race and we still have got reliable engines and we've just got the first four cars home. So I'm, I'm actually over the moon. I've had, I've had a great weekend. The weekend's not quite over. Come no. back again tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we've seen Brody Kostecki and Eros pick up their first championship, yeah. which is fantastic yeah, for them. Very, very good. I've known Brody since he was a little boy. Him and his father and mother and father are good friends of mine. I've known Brody since he was a cheeky little kid. Yeah. Reckons he was going to go and race supercars. I'm, I'm so proud of him. There was an announcement the other day made about uh, your engine shop. Yeah. Now, yeah. what what actually is so what's, it? What's basically happening is this this has been very hard on me personally through the year. I have a road car business that's very successful, working in collaboration based. with Ford, based in Melbourne. Yep. Um, but we're very very busy, and I expected all this when I got involved, and I sort of thought by February March, you know, cars would be racing together and racing fairly and whatever. But we've gone through this whole year with problem, you know, with this parity issue, which has just drawn out all my time. Unfortunately, I got recurring prostate cancer, which meant eight weeks of every day in hospital, hormone treatment, God knows what, which makes you emotional and God knows what. So it's, for me, it's been really, really hard. Um, and then what we could see was, you know, we got to support these teams properly. We, we need to do it. And I've been involved with DJR forever but Dick's been my friend for 30 plus years or whatever, and then I'm allegation team or whatever. And we really need a bit of help to free me up so I can get back to my road car business because we've now got F-150 just being launched, which we're doing work with on F-150. And the new S650 Mustang is, is a development car for me being sent from the US right now, 
which will become another Herald Performance Road Cup, which will probably build 80 to 100 cars. Where I have to work on those. And if I continue to keep working through this parody stuff, I'm not going to get any of that stuff done. Roughly speaking, you know, the Mustang, the current one you've been doing, how many units would you be moving in those a year? Oh... 200. It's wow, a big right. number. And, we, and we've just done a Ranger Raptor program because we were involved with Ford with the Fink and the Baja Ranger Raptor race car. Excuse me. So we, we've done a, a performance package for the Ranger Raptor and we're doing like 30 cars a week. Like it's, 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 it's far out what we thought would happen. And then what we're going to do with F-150 is a similar package that we're doing with F-150. That'll just go off. And then with the, with the new S650, we're, we're going to work with Ford Performance and do a Herod Ford Performance supercharged new S650 come whatever. That could be just something we build out of our plant in Melbourne, or it could turn into a 500 car build like we done with the R-Spec. Probably not, but you know, I mean, there's the possibilities of that happening. And if I'm tied up here... It's a big business, yeah. Yeah, it's a big business, and I'm tied up here fighting fires and battles... And, you know, there's, there's no, it's a reward. Today is such a reward. Like, I'm just over the moon. Like, my prostate cancer, I got the all clear on that earlier on in the week. You know, which is, that's the most important thing to me. This is very, very stressful. And you just wonder, has this played something into the fact of prostate cancer reoccurrence? And to be clear to the start of the week, then to come here and just see these guys, top four cars, it's just emotionally for me, because I'm on this bloody hormone, you know, I could cry, you know, but it's it's just one of those things in life that it goes to show all us guys need to be tested. You know, I'm the prime example. I had prostate cancer seven years ago and I kept getting tested and guess what? I come back. But you know what? I'm fixed. In three or four months, I'm fixed. So, yeah. What, what would it have been like, because the company that you bought and turned into Herod Performance yeah. Engines... Yeah was only doing one team a year. Had yeah. the rules not changed as they did this year, what would that have been like to have tried to do the entire field with a almost, you know, go for broke attitude on an engine build? That's a really good question. Um, it's, hard, it's a hard question to answer. Like, you know, we were looking after DJR and Blanchard, and, and that went along really, really well. We had no real issues, but then we had to, you know, look after 11 cars. And it's, it's a big call, and it really hit home for me at the first round at Newcastle. It's like, wow, you can have a 50-cent part break, and then you're everyone's bad guy because you haven't done a good job. And that's what I'm really proud about my guys back at HPE, Bobby Urban, Kaz, all the team that work with me. We are so thorough in everything that we do. The proof's in the pudding. We've got one race to go, touch wood, and we've had faultless problems all year. And do you stay in Queensland because I'll you've, you've... Que I'll stay in Queensland but get be backwards and forwards to Melbourne more because I, I really enjoy being in Queensland. I've got my own place in Broadbeach. I've got my granddaughters, my, my grandson, my daughter. But I've got two grandsons back in Melbourne that I, that I miss dearly. So I'll be backwards and forwards working at Herod in Melbourne and backwards, you know, just doing whatever what, what will happen. What will be will be. It just frees me up. That's the thing, you know. We just, we just want this thing to be as successful as it is today. Well, thanks very much, Rob Herod, for joining us and telling us this story. It's thank wonderful you. and great thank success. Thank, thank you. you so much. All right, thank you. David Noble, a man who we first met probably 12 months ago and have talked numerous times through this year. David, it's a, a very different game to the one that you used to follow and be involved in heavily, but 
the game of motor racing. How do you like it? It's been a blast. I've, uh, I've loved it. It's, it's certainly given you a, a ride. There's no doubt about that. The, um, the highs and lows, you know, look, with most elite sports, you tend to ride those bumps as you, as you do. We've had some great challenges. We've had some really good results. I think we've learnt a lot about ourselves this year as well. And, uh, yeah, I, look, I think some of those learnings and some of those growths are going to help us, I think, for next season. One of the things, of course, Gen 3 brought a whole new era because we had to have brand new cars. It was stalled for a year and a half or so. Yep. And so this was the year where they came out. And, of course, being the homologation team as DJR for the Ford Mustang, it obviously put a heavy workload on the team itself. Um, and, you know, because of parity, which has been a fight all the way through, we've now got to a very different type now. We've got four Mustangs on the, on the first four home today. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Look, it's uh, historically, you know, the homologation team does have responsibility and we were certainly very proud to be able to still continue that, you know, and our relationship with Ford is very strong. Um, we've built some good relationships and we've had some good results through supercars as well. You know, they've worked hard to, to get us to a point where we are now. Um, extra workload? Yeah, it is. But look, you know, I think it's you take on the homologation responsibilities with an understanding that there is additional work that you need to do was it bigger than what we thought probably you know we we changed everything in the category you know from control parts to chassis to engine we had a crack at everything so that does have um, extra workloads because you've got to work through and solve a lot more problems you would have been looking at the budget situation and looking at how it all comes together and one of the things we've noticed this year is that the cost structure of this category has completely flipped. It used to be engines and uprights cost all the money. Those two things have been locked down yeah. really tight, yeah. but the rest of the car is just blown. Yeah, it's, it seems that the, the priority of building the engines to a price point has worked really well. Um, the reliability from both has been pretty good, but the rest of it has been, yeah, we've chased it a lot, you know, through... And look, that's what happens when you change certain elements of how things are constructed and built and where they come from and having less people you know to refine i guess the the manufacturing process um with that there's a, there's a lot of requirement from standard and expectation to come certainly there is from us about the the standard and the quality of the parts that come into the building and so therefore yeah there, there's a level and i think to produce parts and products to that level is expensive churn is always a, a huge thing at the end of this year how are you guys going for you you have some positions that have been fairly stable for 20 years here yeah. at DJR yeah. but you know it's very hard to get people yeah. with skills how are you going for the retaining this year yeah I don't think there'll be too many changes I think you know one part of success is stability there's no doubt so uh, that was great for me to walk into an environment that is stable, you know, and has got a lot of experience in our engineering. Uh, you know, Benny Croak is our team principal. You know, Josh Silcock, like those guys. You know, Mikey back at the workshop and the guys in the in the, the manufacturing side of it. So yeah, we we have and would like to retain some stability. There's no doubt that we took on the wildcard process this year as a succession plan, not only for driving talent, but for talent within our organisation, you know, I, I guess I've come from an, in, an environment where that has been a key part of how you continue to grow your success and 
So that was why we took on the wildcard to give a chance for one of our data engineers and Ed to move into a race engineer role and check out and see how he goes. One area that DJR hasn't played in for a long time is in the Super 2, Super 3 paddock. We are seeing a lot of the teams to try and either keep staff levels or keep financial levels. Yeah. They're very heavily investing themselves from 2024. Yeah. They probably started this year, but really heavily. They're backing on that being as a major revenue source. Where's DJR in that scheme? Probably not quite in that space. Um, it's something that I had an interest and in mentioned to the owners earlier in the year. We moved our Gen 2 cars out. Um, had we retained one of those, we probably would have considered that a little bit more legitimately, but we ended up with a wild card, which was the first experience for us ever. Uh, there's some consideration that we would do that again next year. Not sure to what level, whether it's just a sprint round or look at the Enduros again. Uh, but that was a really successful campaign for us. Um, both from a financial and an exposure perspective, and as I said, a, a succession planning with talent um, across the board. Yeah, look, it's something that we'll continue to look at. Um, probably the circumstances of our finances have changed in the last probably three weeks now, so that's probably going to scuttle that one next year, the, the Super 2 or Super 3. But the other thing is drivers have had a preference to do whatever they can in wildcards over the Super 2, Super 3, yeah. because of those price differences, the same price gets you a much better quality outcome for your driving career. Yeah, it does. Um, you get to the big dance, that's what they all want. And I guess, you know, and in the executive and the ownership level, you want drivers with experience and to be able to give them the, the full on experience with the supercars is obviously what, um, you know, what helps, you know, to be able to put Kai, uh, Alan next year, if we go with him again into a, another wild card at some point in time, would be a, a great opportunity for us to give him more exposure, more laps. So we like what he did. Um, he's a young talent coming through that we think has got some big scope and we need to see if we can create that opportunity for him going forward. You, of course, have had to cope with a lot of changes in your life in terms of what you're involved in running. But the biggest one has almost just landed on your doorstep in terms of the engine program. Yep. Now, um, I mean, I'd heard things about one of your staff, a long-time DJR person who'd left the team and came back, and, and uh, Ryan Story told me uh, a few hours ago that he, in fact, has been on the payroll back at DJR again. So what actually is the engine program now that you know that DJR will be providing with the Mustangs for this uh, 24 season? Yeah, so we take over 1 December um, is the bottom line. So... Uh, it's a transition period that we've worked with Rob and come December 1 we've got the keys to the door and we'll, we'll take over and we'll work you know as we collaboratively and as close as we can with the the other four teams to to look at the research the R&D and get that underway um, you know we'll, we'll continue to be open and strive to have the best engine we can and possibly produce for for the category. And of course the biggest thing is coming up is that we've got the transient testing the dyno testing um, which is obviously about the engines and learning the load programs and through them. And then the aero testing that will be going on in the January period or December yep. period. Um, so you, you obviously won't be needing so many Perrys going, I understand, and obviously Jeremy Moore as well. So that program will then inflict the information back into the system. Yeah, that, that's my understanding is that the, 
The calibration of the new data is something that we're all really keen for. I think it's a massive positive for us to take the cars to the wind tunnel. I think it's a huge plus that we take the cars and put them on a transient dyno to work out where the paratisation components are for each of those engines. We know they're different architecture, um, they're built different, they operate a little bit differently. So to get more data, I think, only helps the category going forward. Um, you know, the, we're happy to support and, and had great conversations, as I said, with supercars. Craig Haystead in particular has been terrific, you know, with our transition of taking over the engine shop. That's, you know, we want to work with him closely. He's an experienced campaigner, certainly from my side of things. I've had a, a number of conversations with Craig about direction, ownership, um, servicing you know and i think the key thing with the the shop too is that we want to keep it independent it, it will have a componentry of djr but it needs to have its its own identity so that there is you know there's not a convoluted situation with people thinking that you know we may have an advantage all the data gets held by supercars we don't get any extra data we've still and we want to make sure that there are contracts in place with every team as we well know, today there was a moment that we didn't think would happen, or I didn't think would happen, four Mustangs were the first four cars home. Um, Rob Herod obviously is joyous because he's coped with a lot through medical situation and as such. That was something must have been very pleasing to see that sort of thing happen. Yeah, oh, look, I'm sure he's, he's worked you know, hard in the last 12, 18 months to get them to a position. I know there's been a lot of work from the teams in particular, you know, from that side of things, the results today. I think if you look at, I think if you look at Penrite, they've been coming in the second half of the year. I think Tickford have been really strong, you know, consistently and have, have showed progressive improvement really well. And the Walkinshaw guys have been able to find pace as well. So credits to those teams as well and look we can't not mention the support of Ford in all of this as well I mean we work with them closely you know Ben Nightingale and his crew and Andrew Berkey you know we we're closely aligned with those guys going forward that we need to to maintain that relationship and we need Ford to remain in the competition. Just one last question on the engine shop now what I know is that um, it was the Stone Brothers engine shop yep. And the same location we used as it is, it's obviously only a couple of kilometres away from your place. Um, and so the blokes who've been building the engines will continue them. So that's been a forward shop for a long time. It has, yeah. That, and that's right. It, we're not moving things to the DJR shop. It'll remain its own identity. Uh, we'll increase the resource there. There's, we feel that there's a requirement to probably add some resource into there to support. So it's probably, we think it's a head count of probably four. Um, to continue, we want to look to in, employ a, a manager that will manage the shop. He'll report obviously into me as far as the structure goes and sit on the executive team of, of the organisation. But yeah, we, we want it to have in a field of independence. In another life, at this time of year, you had to sit down with every player, every coach on your list yep. and give them your summation of the end of year. Is that something, because I've heard from coaches, A, it's extremely stressful on them, and B, it's extremely uh, stressful on yeah. the person you're giving that feedback to. Yeah. I imagine it's not something you want to carry over, but there is some important aspects of that. But as a, as a football coach, you then immediately have them go away for yeah. two, four weeks 
which isn't maybe the case. So maybe that makes it a different proposition. Yeah. But can we talk to you about yeah. the end of year process and how you can surmise this year? So we've started a bit of that process sort of throughout the year. It's about that give and receive feedback and the understanding of how how it's given, how it's received, uh, what you do with it in that sense. We'll sit down towards the end of next week with a, an end of year review. We'll do some internal assessments. We'll have some you know, debrief around what that looks like and we'll, we've got some plans that we need to set in place and improve for next year. It is, relationship is about having time and spending time with individuals to build you know, those relationships, to be able to have those robust conversations. So we, we've tried to start that through the year. We'll have a, another big, big go at it by the end of next week. Uh, we need to do it before our guys go away to the States. We've got five, six people heading away overseas, a couple on a couple of PD trips and four heading off to the tunnel. Then we're going to have the engine shop. You know, we need to get recruiting for that. So it'll be a busy period. Um, but look, I think everybody up and down pit lane, but our guys need a break. You know, it's been a, a hard year. It's been a challenging year. It's been a rewarding year in a lot of respects. I think we'll see the more of the reward of that in next year, and we need to, um, yeah, we need to get a break as soon as we can. But the feedback is is pretty important. You've been involved in a number of sports at top level. Motorsport as brutal as all those other ones. Yeah, it is, but it's as rewarding. You know, um, you only get out of it what you put into it. So it's you know the hard work does, you know, does give you a reward at the end of the day and. Um, you know, we've got a, a very high standard, we've got a very high expectation. Um, and when you have those, what happens is the frustration builds. You know, frustration builds for our fans as well, that we're not as up in the, the top end as what we'd like to be. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's as brutal as the rest of them. There's no doubt about that. Well, thank you very much, David Noble, for explaining, you know, the past 12 months experience and particularly the most recent change that's happening to DJR and engine programs. All the very best. We look forward to seeing you out in the track and punching well above your weight again in 2024. That's the plan. We'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go away. We'll, we'll assess and we'll redress and we'll we'll come out bigger and stronger next year. Thank you, David. Pleasure. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.